0: Welcome to Here in L.A., Westwood edition. Today we get to meet Noelle Hearn. Noel is a UCLA professor specializing in music and singing. She's a practitioner of the Alexander technique, which I knew nothing about. But apparently, if used properly, it can help teams like the beleaguered L.A. Dodgers get their pitching staff out of the injured list. She also thinks beloved singer Adele could use some coaching or it might be a short career due to what she's doing to that beautiful voice. We'll talk public radio, growing up in the South, and how she likes working in Westwood. So let's welcome Noel Hearn. Hey everybody, we are here in Westwood Village with the beautiful Noel.
1: Hello. You pronounce it Noel, like Noel Noel Gallagher. Sure, it is the masculine uh, pronunciation, yeah.
0: Why do you choose this? Well, it was because this is because you are not
1: masculine, young lady. There's a lot about me that presents as masculine. I have fun playing, not right now, but I do have fun playing with gender expression.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, she's in a negligee.
1: (laughs) Very big floppy hat. This is. False. With flowers information. in them. I am wearing Chuck's black pants and a sweater. <laughs> She's
0: got a, a, a
1: straw basket full of
0: strawberries and wildflowers. Oh
1: my God. Um, So it's a family name and it's uh, the middle name passed down in all of the women in my family. And I'm the last one. So I'm the Knoll.
0: There's, there's lots of Knolls in the... Well, uh, well they've passed. Are we going to say
1: your last name? You can, yeah. Hearn. Hearn, yeah. Like
0: Chick Hearn, the famous announcer. Like Chick
1: Hearn, yes.
0: Please tell me you're part of that family tree.
1: Not that I am aware of.
0: Are you you aware of Chick Hearn? Yes. Do you like him?
1: I don't have any ill will toward this person. Perfectly fine. Who is past, right?
0: Uh, Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a beautiful red-headed woman. (laughs) Very fair skin. Rosy cheeks from the south as you'll hear who loves soccer
1: football yes i do
0: and so i mean growing up in the midwest we just assumed that most beautiful women don't know anything about sports and that's fine
1: oh people still assume that everywhere
0: and and so therefore when one does bonus 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 points like we can't even believe like how lucky we are
1: okay it's nothing to do with you and it's not to impress you or entice you at no, all no, 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 it's no. just a genuine it's, it's interest like,
0: because for some of us, myself included, it's hard enough to talk to women. Mm-hmm. And so if we finally have some... Hey, check out the Giants game the other day? Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then then you got the ball rolling, Is right? Is that
1: Baskets ball? Yeah. No. But in
0: your case, you know a lot mm-hmm. about this this British game that I think was started by the Africans.
1: Beautiful game. Oh, I mean, don't bring it up because everyone wants to take credit for it. Um, but and- Why? It's not a good sport. It's a fantastic sport. <laughs> um god yes yeah. so I mean t- Liverpool. Why, so, uh, why like them? like uh in the Premier League it's Liverpool. Obviously here I'm a huge supporter of Angel City FC. The ladies team? The women's team, yes. There we go. Is ladies a bad word? We don't say ladies anymore. It sounds diminutive.
0: So for transparency, mm-hmm. I know this beautiful vision of a woman. <laughs> We've known each other
1: ten years, maybe? Twelve now. Technically. It's been that long. Mm-hmm.
0: So one thing I love about you is you correct me all the time. <laughs> Which I
1: I clearly need correction.
0: I was born in a van by the river. <laughs> yep. Yep. And you're this educated person.
1: There's also a fair amount of neurodivergence at work. <laughs>
0: See, and you use these big words, it goes right over my head. Uh, yeah. Um, neurodivergence. Sure, yeah. I'm diverting something away from my brain? What is neurodivergence? Okay,
1: so uh, there are she, like a she's, million she's ways like, I just wanted to answer that question. She's like, now, oh my God. He no, I was just running through dumb. the list of things I would like to address. Neurodivergence as is someone who thinks in a different way. For instance, mm. um, lots of adults. People who are adults now, like Gen X and maybe some Millennials, are finding out that they are actually on the spectrum. But maybe as a kid, you were just in gifted and talented. I was, and like always, just kind of shoved off to the side, like <sighs> stuff like that. You know, like not living up to their potential and those yes. sorts of things because you were bored intellectually in school. So it could be that you're ADHD and have not been diagnosed. I was first diagnosed, um, it wasn't called spectrum disorder at the time, in first grade. And so I had to change schools and go to a different school in second grade. Wow. So correcting people, I have, I try so hard. I like it. It depends on the company. Yes. Uh, But so like I, you know, you trust me and we are friends and so we can converse that way. But it takes a lot of, I call it practicing human. (laughs) It takes a lot of, Practice to just like calm calm down, focus on my mm. exhale and not correct everything out loud because it's almost like Terminator vision. Like that's that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. That's wrong. <laughs> or like this could be more efficient. This could be more efficient. The thing is inaccurate. Your grammar is inaccurate. Mm-hmm. You know, all these sorts of things. Uh, you're sitting incorrectly. Uh, like it's just this bombardment of mm-hmm. information. And for someone like me, it can be difficult to prioritize that input well luckily
0: for you you're a professor i am so you kind of get paid to put people on the right path
1: yeah uh, mm-hmm. and teaching so i've been teaching for 22 years man wow. i started when i was 19 yeah so i've been teaching for a long time and teaching um i don't think i would be who i am now or being able to um Embrace neurodivergence the way I have if I hadn't been teaching for so long because I get to experience the way other people think and Mm. how they put concepts together and how they solve problems and what confuses them and what inspires them and just all of these neural connections that are very far away from whatever curriculum is assigned. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm very fortunate in that I work in a couple of different places, a few different places where... Uh, they're kind of like, here's your time and date and room, and please just make people smart and happy and well-rounded. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get to respond spontaneously and change the curriculum if I see fit. And thankfully, I just have other people around me who trust me to do so.
0: Your bosses don't mind if you change the curriculum?
1: No, I wrote it, so.
0: <laughs> but there's always it always seems like there's a boss somewhere. There is like... a
1: boss. Yeah, yeah. No, of course, I have bosses. And, um you know, if it's a massive change, I will reach out to them and, you know, tell them what I'm thinking. This is, this is what I'm noticing. This is what I'm thinking. This might be a possible different route or solution, however you want to think of it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? This, these are the activities that I would put with this concept. And then we can go from there. Uh, Cause they might have better ideas or they might be like, I never thought of that or mm. anywhere
0: in between. One of the places you teach, which is why we're doing this on in Westwood,
1: mm-hmm. is at UCLA. Yes, it is oh. the University of California, Los Angeles. Which is ba, 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 ba. got to be a very hard gig to get. That's a great school. Okay, so I weaseled my way in very, very wisely. <laughs> um, what happened what happened was <laughs> I finished my Alexander training. Which we'll get to, mm -hmm, and uh, so I finished my degree, I guess. Mm -hmm. And um, the person who started the Alexander Technique program in the Recreation Department at UCLA had attended the AT school I attended, and it's a pretty small community, as you might imagine. It's in
0: Santa Monica. It's
1: in Santa Monica, Mm -hmm. yeah. Uh, So it's a pretty small community. So we like to, what's the the saying like, the tide high tide raises all ships or something? Yes, something like that. They do say that. Yeah, so it's like if we all help each other, then we all get to experience these lovely opportunities. So yeah. they needed a teacher in recreation because someone had moved on. So I started teaching there, and I taught in recreation for like seven years. You've been at UCLA for seven years. Yeah.
0: I I guess I didn't know this. Yeah. You need a blog. I, Would you write a blog? If I you used had? to have
1: a I used to have a food blog. Okay. Yeah. I. Feel it was like- called Red Red Gingerbread. <laughs>
0: And your Twitter hander is ginger. Gingerific
1: KNH. Underscore KNH.
0: So you embrace your, your redheadedness, as you should. The, the light is coming in through the window, and it's just. I'm going to take a picture of this, if you allow me. Sure. Because it's just.
1: Your vision. I'm just sitting still. Yeah, well, too bad. Uh, Uh Well, so anyway, I got into the recreation department and then, um, one of my students was actually the head of the music education department in the music school. Um, lovely, lovely woman called Lily Chen Haftek. Mm -hmm. And they needed someone to teach parts two and three of this sequence. And she came to me because the first one was choral singing in the classroom. And she was like, you know choir, because my master's is in choral conducting. She was like, you're you're a choral dork, and you're (laughs) a teacher. Like, Would you be interested in this thing? And I was like, for sure. And then the last segment was piano skills in the classroom. I play and teach piano. Just so happens. Yeah, so I just kind of wandered in. And then um, eventually, last year sometime, Jean-Louis Rodrigue, who was the Alexander Technique professor at UCLA, retired. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was there. So no extra paperwork for them. They were like, hey, you want to do A.T.? And I was like, yes.
0: Okay, let's (laughs) talk about Alexander Technique and why UCLA seems to embrace it.
1: Okay, so uh, I need a sip of my mango beverage.
0: By the way, when she says, oh, la, 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 just wearing Chucks, these are mustard high tops that I've never seen before. These look fancy.
1: They're, they're dope as hell, man. I just got, I lucked out. We were at like a um, Converse, what do you call it? Outlets. These were clearance. There was one pair and it was my size and they were like $35. So
0: you're a very young lady. I am not. When I first moved to LA in the eighties, the mid Mm eighties, there was a Converse outlet on Westwood Boulevard.
1: Oh really? Yes. Okay
0: the village used to be the greatest spot for yeah. young people and for entertainment and fun that's what i've heard yeah. and it's 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 a disaster what it's turned into
1: yeah well what's happened is um these like companies have been building up the or uh, buying up the properties
0: mm-hmm.
1: putting the places in them out of business and then not refilling them yes so like the Table that's in westwood mm hmm um it's still empty it's been closed for at least three years
0: and 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 what i've heard the conspiracy theories that i've heard are these are overseas investors who Mm. don't trust their government so they take their millions of dollars out of their banks over there put them in real estate over here and Mm. they just don't care right so you and i we'd be like how are we gonna make any money if we don't lease this place out Mm -hmm. these guys are like the value of that property continues to increase, whether we have people in there or not.
1: I mean, there's literally people pooing on the sidewalk in Westwood right now. It's gone into a particular state of disrepair. And it's a shame because lots of people work there. Lots of people want to be there. Yep. And And it has this legacy of like places, cool places where people want to hang out and the Freaking movie theater there. So cool.
0: Both of those movie theaters there are great. The Fox Mm -hmm. and across the street, the Bruin. Yeah. But also, let's think about what surrounds UCLA's village. You've got Bel Air, (laughs) Beverly Hills, (laughs) Westwood, which is is, is as successful as you are. I don't think you can afford a house yet over there. I certainly can't. So it's like you're surrounded by affluence. Mm -hmm. And um, even West LA. Mm -hmm. The, The average house is probably half uh, a million and a half bucks to start and oh, at least in the shopping yeah. district there's people without converses pooping yes
1: <laughs> okay isn't that nuts it's n- it's not great it's no. not great and um I wish there were uh, if there's a way to make it better for a person like me who is not in a position of power to do so, mm-hmm. like if there's some sort of alliance or organization, let me know. I'd be happy to like... Well, I think help. one of
0: the other problems is, is that Westwood has three neighborhood councils. Yeah. And they don't all get along. Right. So when you even want to try to do something nice, like put up a soccer field next to that uh-huh. recreation place, yeah. um, even if it's paid for, it takes forever for right. even that to happen. And that's like... Who is against a soccer field? People who don't want people who play soccer. <laughs> they want tennis courts. Right. Because that's more of...
1: Fine, fine.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Have you been to that
1: soccer field over there um, on your way? B- uh, th- that big park right there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you been there? No, I've not. I've not been. Oh, it. I've passed it a billion times. It's so great. In okay.
0: There. Like they have racquetball. They've swimming. Oh, okay. They've tennis. And it's at LA park.
1: You had me at swings, man. I, yeah. Swings. Yes. Did I, I say swings? swings? You said swings.
0: I said swimming.
1: Oh, forget it. <laughs> you don't
0: swim in public pools?
1: No, I'll swim in a public pool, but I was all excited about swings. Pretty sure there's some swings there. It's right behind the VA. Yeah no I know where I know exactly where you're yeah. talking about yeah
0: okay so Alexander Hamilton created <laughs> a way to massage people
1: none of that is true what okay so F M then what's Alexander the play about? it's a musical Man. Oh. should we just start from the beginning dun 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 how does it no we're not gonna do that okay so F M Alexander was an actor <laughs> though, okay and oh. Yes, he was. But what, this what era is are we talking? Victorian era. Okay, your so, era. <laughs> um, sure. You because just they, called me a young woman, and now I'm from the Victorian era. because you're era. you're a throwback. You know you're a throwback. Do you faint easily? I do not. Because I study Alexander technique, my circulatory system is a blamo on point. Okay, go ahead. Let's go. Okay. F.M. Alexander was an actor. He was originally from Australia, but he moved to London to, like, make it big. Like ACDC. Like Akadaka. yeah. So this is back before microphones and, like, Stanislavski method, where acting was really oratory. <clears throat> and you had to speak without the the use of electricity, you had to project project on your own. And, you know, it was still like a lot of Shakespearean dramas and things like that. So he noticed that by the end of every performance, he would lose his voice. Oh. And it began to threaten his career. So he would go to whichever medical professionals were available at the time. He would go on vocal rest. He would do like teas and lozenges and all the junk. Mm Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, for anyone who is interested, is a very, very short fix. Oh. Vocal rest is great. Hot tea with lemon is comforting, but only for a few hours. It's not, a, it's, you're not fixing the problem. You're what treating the, the nice, symptoms. What about
0: the nice scarf I see Sting wearing all the time after his show?
1: I'm sure it's very cozy.
0: <laughs> but it's baloney.
1: Well, I mean, if it's giving him, like, tiny shocks, it could help stimulate his nervous system or increase circulation but again you're treating a symptom Mm. not the problem Mm -hmm. so that was his concern everything he tried worked for a second and then he would get back up on stage and everything would fall apart again so what he did was he bought a floor-length mirror and spent 12 years watching himself in the mirror i know A hardcore man. So he bought this mirror and he did his best to get like emotionally in the same state he would be as he's performing. What he noticed was every time he breathed, inhaled, he would (laughs) suck in the air. Describe what I'm doing. Ready?
0: I I, I can only look at your eyes. I'm sorry.
1: Okay. I'm going to close my eyes. Just like, hey, there's a full woman here. Hey, so if this is poised, this is like Uh me balanced. And for like, I'm seated right now, but you can tell
0: her head tilts back. Yes, her mouth opens a little bit. Mm -hmm. Okay,
1: and what am I doing with my chest or alternatively with my shoulders?
0: You're a married (gasps) woman, I cannot look at that chest.
1: (sighs) Okay, thanks. Okay, so what's happening is I'm—it's both are true. I'm shoving out my chest or I'm tightening between my shoulder blades. Mm. Those are the same thing happening at the same time. Okay. It depends on which side. If you're standing behind me, you would say I'm squishing my shoulder blades. So anyway, he noticed he was doing all of those things. And then he began learning things about anatomy and making friends with scientists and doctors and stuff like that. And he realized that what ha- happens at the occipital joint, which is where the skull meets the spine.
0: You just make up words because you know I don't know them.
1: I'm pointing to it with my pointer finger. Matter. My splish, blah, blah, blah. okay. So everyone, what ig- was that again? Everyone ignore Tony for a what? moment. It's just <laughs> yeah. you and me. It's just you What's and me What's the I made-up word you use? Take your finger and find the little notch at the in the back of your head.
0: I have an on-off switch.
1: Yeah, it's that one. Oh, okay. It is called the atlanto-occipital joint because it connects the atlas, which is the top vertebra of your spinal column to the bottom back of your skull, which is the occiput. Wow. So he calls it the primary control. So I'm going to give you an example because his theory is what happens here affects your overall coordination. Wow. Okay. So let's think, I'm going to give a bad example and a nicer example. Okay. Okay. Here's a bad example. If, um, animal violence is a trigger, plug your ears for 20 seconds. It's only animals against animals. Okay, fine. So if you're watching a nature show, any land mammal that is hunting another land mammal, when they go on the attack and try and take them down, where do they reach for? Oh. The back of the neck. The Atlantis sorbel we roll. Mm Mm-hmm. That one. Okay, done. So here's the nicer one. Um, uh, Isn't that also where mama cats? That's what I was going to say. When a cat has babies, where does the mama cat pick up the babies? Right there, too? Yeah. Oh, and it knocks them out for just a little bit. Well, the cats have a, a different neurological thing that does make them go like a little bit limp. Mm. But if if like say you and I were body mic'd and able to move around, if I yeah. put my hand on the back of your head like this, I mm. could drive you around.
0: <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this why in boxing they don't like rabbit punches? That's what they call when you go around.
1: I'm, I, I would imagine, yeah. Uh-huh. Because also, here's a really weird thing. Uh-huh. Your eyeballs are connected to your suboccipital muscles. Sub meaning lower. Occipit, we just learned where it is, right? So the, the muscles that are in the back of your neck, way up high, just underneath your skull, yeah. if you palpate them, which just means squish them firmly with your fingers, yeah. and don't move your head, just like with your eyes, you can feel those muscles wiggling. Wow! Isn't that creepy? I know we're so gross and amazing.
0: This is why you believe in the Lord. Come again? This this is why you are a born again Christian. Hmm. Cause the big bang does not allow for this kind of magic to happen in our bodies. That's what you taught me a long time ago. (laughs) Don't you love it when I put words in your mouth? I don't (laughs) very much. This is why I believe in the Lord. All of what you just told me seems like magic to me. Like an accident doesn't make for this to work.
1: Okay, so accidents do happen. That's why I'm sitting in front of you with orange hair. (laughs) That's an accident? Yes, that's a genetic mutation.
0: Isn't it just a bunch of orange-haired people got it on?
1: No, there are orange-haired people in every livable continent. Going back for as long as recorded history goes. There's Asian orange-haired people? There are naturally red-haired Asian people.
0: They're in BTS. They're,
1: no, um, I'm just saying it occurs mm-hmm. naturally, even though it is a mutation. Right, but mutations. Yeah.
0: Okay. Fine. Gene mutations and all that. I think are part of nature,
1: of course. But they're not. Are you suggesting that a genetic mutation is preordained?
0: No. Okay. What I'm saying is the the fact that our bodies can do all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And that there are little secret doors that you can control. Okay. <laughs> I think we're just so cool that Wait. I. It, it's hard for me to believe that there's just a bunch of gas somewhere that blew up and all of a sudden.
1: It seems like magic to you because you only just learned about it. True. It's been happening for quite some time. <laughs>
0: so alexander hamilton figures all this out and yeah. he starts singing by the way yeah. taylor swift does these three-hour concerts mm-hmm. which there's a lot of singers i've noticed when it comes to the high note they'll just stick the mic out to the crowd and let them sing it mm-hmm. taylor swift sings them
1: <clears throat> yeah well taylor swift uh, i'm not a, i i don't dislike taylor swift it's just not super my jam taylor swift does use good vocal technique you does? should be able to sing for three hours straight if you use good vocal technique if however you are someone like adele who does not use good vocal she technique, doesn't does not does not why do you think she cancels tours and concerts all the time is that why okay so here's what's at play um if you can hold and- on adele if you're listening Call Professor Noel. Yeah, I'll help you. Should I mean, make it's, you money. it's too late, my friend. But I would be oh, happy really? to. It's oh yeah. yeah. Here's what. Okay, so let me explain. So imagine a circle. Okay. And inside that circle, it's like the top half of a triangle without the bottom part. Okay. That's what your vocal folds look like at rest. Gross. Oh, it gets so much better. Like, if you... I wish you could see a thing that I'm showing you, but you can, um, like, look up on YouTube or whatever, vocal folds singing. No way. It looks like alien vaginas. It's oh. so weird and cool. Okay, so the triangle is the vocal folds at rest. As okay. soon as you begin to phonate, which is speaking or singing, anything with pitch, yeah. they vibrate and they meet and go away from each other at the same rate. Okay. okay. What happens is if you... Strain your vocal folds, meaning the muscles around that magical circle are being pulled unevenly. Mm-hmm. Then the vocal folds no longer vibrate at the same time, which will cause something like a blister, mm-hmm. which is what vocal nodules are.
0: I- I've heard polyps sometimes.
1: Yes, same. Yeah. Nodules are polyps. It's basically the same thing. There, okay. like there are varying degrees, but it's basically a blister on your vocal fold. Oh. That makes it way differently. Right. So it vibrates at a different rate, which just exacerbates the problem. Mm -hmm. What some people do is get surgery, but that's incredibly risky. Oh, because the vocal folds once severed are gone forever. No. Yeah. So Adele doesn't have a long career ahead of her. Uh, It depends on what she wants to do with herself.
0: (laughs) But let's say let's say she hears this and she calls you. Mm -hmm. and She's like, baby, help me.
1: I mean, I would, I would have to, like, work through with her. I would want to be able to see her and put hands on her body the way I do for Alexander Technique, which is bony bits and stuff. I would have to, um like, get a really good, better understanding. Because mostly I just hear her. I don't even really watch videos. Do you need any tools other than your hands to... Help? Not really. Um, not necessarily. There are... If I have a private session with people, I like to use a massage table to have table work, so they Mm -hmm. don't have to lie on the floor, (laughs) and it's much easier for me to get to their legs and stuff.
0: Alexander used to just lay people on the floor.
1: No, he had a he had a table as well. He built a table. Yeah, yeah. Good man. Oh, he was kind of not great personality wise. Oh, he was super racist. Okay, so who cares? What else?
0: (laughs) Was he mean to ladies? Was he mean to animals?
1: No, not that I know of. Because he was kind of mean. He was a little bit mean to ladies, but I don't think if I'm not for sure if it was because they were ladies. This is why I'm
0: not worried about racists of of your. It was your. Wasn't it?
1: Yeah. No. Uh, is that why? B- because th- yeah, they were afraid of the black man, and they should
0: have been. <laughs> okay. We can dunk. We can play. We can invent jazz. Like mm-hmm. if, if if all I am is a guy laying on the floor looking at a mirror. I'm going to be intimidated by the brothers from Africa.
1: <laughs> okay. I think more Aborigines from Australia, but yes.
0: Those people are amazing. I know. Because that's a, that's a far more severe climate than Oh, yeah. Most. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, whatever. Everything brothers.
1: is trying to kill you. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
0: So, so the racism is the top of your list. Other
1: than that. Yeah. Well, uh, and then, like, well, yeah. Of course, that's the top of my list. But then like just from a more pragmatic like trying to study and apply this now, because I can't fix that. He's dead.
0: But also kudos to you because you are you are a proper southern gentle lady and you are very idealistic. So the fact that you embraced the technique of a racist what? because you know that the the end result is better for the world than fixating on his issues.
1: Yeah, so it's I'm, it. I'm colonizing the colonizer. Oh, you made something great. I'm taking it away from you, kicking you out of the conversation and making it better. It's the Noel technique now? <laughs> it's the Noel technique. Um, no, actually, uh, we tend, I tend to call it uh, psychophysical emotional re-education. I don't open with that. It's a mouthful. <laughs> Once again. Psycho, physical, emotional re-education. Okay, that's, that's simple. Yeah, so rational thought... Uh, physical would be kinesthetic awareness mm. uh and then obviously your emotional iQ i say uh, so kinesthetic awareness sounds really easy and like of course I'm aware of what I do with my arms all day or whatever but you're not D- uh, okay so cross your or make your hands like prayer hands happily um the one w- like um Open the church and see all the people. That one. Yeah. Okay. That's this. I know, but you had your- I don't want to see the people. No, you had the emoji prayer hands. I and I, I want the little kid prayer hands. Okay, fine. Where you're bending your fingers. Okay, so which thumb do you have on top? Right. Okay, me too. Now, let's switch everybody so that your left thumb is on top. Ooh. Ew. It does it's, feel it weird. It feels weird. It feels gross, right? I know. You are an amazing witch. This is called faulty sensory perception. It has the same meaning. If I didn't know which thumb was on top, it would look exactly the same from me for me across the room. Yeah, I wouldn't know which one feels weird to you because do they're the same. Do lefties do
0: it the opposite of what I originally did?
1: It's not. It's not that consistent. It's just some people do it this way and some people do it this way. Wow. But yeah, we are. We have all of these habits that are ruling our lives. Yeah. And we just aren't paying attention to them. And the more we are stimulated by external stimuli, like you know TV, our phones, there's so much there's so much more stimulus these days than in Victorian England. Um, the the, the defer we get to our habits.
0: So at UCLA, mm-hmm. when you're teaching the Alex, do you teach the Alexander Technique at UCLA? I
1: do. I teach music education and I teach Alexander Technique. Be-
0: By the way, I thought I knew what Alexander Technique was <laughs> because LA blogger Luke Ford was the first person to talk about it. He loved to interview porn stars. And then all of a sudden, and he was also very religious, also from Australia.
1: <gasps> oh, okay.
0: And um, so he had a cool accent. But um, at some point, he turned into an Alexander Technique person. And so that's yeah. all he wrote about for a little while. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, I still don't know what it is, even though I'm reading it. You have taught me so much in a few minutes.
1: It, it's kind of tricky to talk about because it, if I asked you, like, I'm a robot. Tell me how to move my arm. And you have to write line by line mm. how to execute that movement. Most of us just don't think of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I just move my arm and there it is. So the technique is mostly for vocal No, it's for anyone who has a body that can at least move some of it.
0: To help you do it in a healthy way?
1: Yeah. So what we're trying to do is accurately identify excess tension and then get rid of that excess tension so that all of your systems, circulatory, respiratory, lymphatic, all of the systems, especially neurological, can function more efficiently. You experience less pain, less strain, fewer injuries. You're able to think more clearly. So
0: are you going to go to
1: Manchester United and say,
0: fellas, let me help you avoid injury? Has this been used in sports? She's looking at me like either I'm the sexiest man or the dumbest man.
1: I'm trying not to throw something at you. Throw? Or vomit everywhere.
0: You don't like Manchester Oh, you're Liverpool. I'm sorry. I forgot. They're all the same to me. Well, that's going to make her really throw something. Okay. Let's rewind. I've upset. See, this is why I love pale girls
1: so much. Your skin. I'm very red. I can feel my pulse in my temples.
0: Is Manchester your rival
1: at Liverpool? I don't want to talk about this anymore.
0: Racist, no big deal. But make a faux pas (laughs) on soccer. Yeah. She's like, interview's over. (laughs) I'm putting on Um, my floppy hat and going home.
1: Okay, um, okay. Can this work in sports? It would work very well in sports. Do they use it in sports? They have not consistently used it in sports that I know of. I have tried many, many times to reach out to various organizations, including ones at UCLA, Good. to try to be like, listen, this is non-invasive. It's yeah. not expensive. Yeah. It can prevent injury and increase performance. Like, why would you not want to do it?
0: So is it is it Chip Roy is the football coach over there at UCLA?
1: The American football?
0: I have no idea. You are the best. Professional sports, even college sports, poo-pooed yoga. Mm -hmm. When people are like, it'll help your flexibility. Just like what you're saying. And
1: before that, ballet. Are
0: they doing ballet out there in the practice fields now?
1: Well, no, but wasn't that like the de rigueur in the 80s was like American football players would do ballet to increase balance and stability and flexibility. I don't remember that.
0: But I do know now that they do use yoga a little bit. Mm -hmm. And in Japanese baseball, they'll do anything to, to... to get flexible. an edge and
1: right. like you should recover faster
0: in Japanese baseball.
1: They should. When yeah. They practice. It would be so I actually had a couple of meetings with Amanda Cromwell who was the head coach of the women's soccer team at uh-huh, UCLA. Uh-huh. But she got called up to the majors and went to coach um Orlando Pride. She's no longer there, but she mm. of course There's got to be I want you
0: to be able to be the coach of your football team.
1: I would love it to be. I would love to. Would that yeah. be your wildest dream? Certainly one of them. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I would love to be able to work with um, any 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 athletes really. I would love to work, with, especially with young athletes. So like, it would be Come amazing on, to be an academy. Let's dream big. Don't you want your favorite team to pay you to to teach fix you? them?
0: Yes. Yeah. Is but it what fixing I'm, or is it preventing?
1: It's both. If you, if there is a problem that you have, so first I have to fix you and then we can prevent the things Mm. because if you don't know you're doing something, you can't change it. Mm -hmm. So it's very helpful to have someone help you discover your habits. Let's, let's be specific then. Okay.
0: In soccer. Okay. Or as you people call. Football. Fine. (laughs) Fine. Um, how would the Alexander technique work to help somebody, Okay. soccer.
1: Okay. So, um, this is something I talk about, or I used to talk a lot about on Twitter. I need to do some more. Um, sometimes I'll take a play done by a person that's executed really, really well. And people are like, what? That's amazing. And I'll so break like, down.
0: It's like Beckham's half court shot the other day we were talking about.
1: Sure. Yeah. I can break it down biomechanically why that worked specifically like the list of teeny tiny movements that that person did to make it work Mm -hmm. why you had to bring up david beckham
0: because he's probably the most popular
1: famous soccer player in all of america and this goes out to america leo messi now plays for mls but
0: that i feel that guy could walk down the street
1: there is no way you're insane you don't think so also, Stevie G came and visited back when I was going through school. I was working in Beverly Hills uh-huh. to pay for school, and CVG came to my store, Oops. and I lost CBD. my CBD? Who's CBD? Stephen Gerrard. Who's that? He was the former captain of both Liverpool and the England football team, national team.
0: Mm. And I'm sorry, and and so he was walking down the street, and you freaked no, out. No, no,
1: he came into my store and came walked to me and asked my face a question. What store? Um, Z Gallery. And I know it does not suit me at all. It doesn't fit me he, at all. On the, on the promenade? No, 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 no. That one's been closed for ages. This is in Beverly Hills, right on. Um, Look how fancy you are. He comes in and he says, "What?" Oh, he was asking about international shipping. He's and like my I, ex- love. I'm so professional that I just answered the question very fluently. Um, and I was like, "Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Don't be weird. Don't be weird." And then I was like, "My friends and I rented a van, and then we went to. So watch you play in your first game at Galaxy, and you scored a goal, and I kept the flag, and it's so cool that you're here." So
0: you kept the flag? What flag? Oh,
1: um, they, they gave out, you know, those little clippy flags that you can put on your car? Oh. Yeah. they That was like the gift for that night. So when he came to
0: play American, which mm-hmm. is what they do at the end of their careers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're you, you saw we are the, the Florida of right. <laughs> English. Pro, uh, so he played pro, blah,
0: blah, blah. against the LA Galaxy? No, he played for Galaxy. Oh. When he came. Yeah. During Beckham's time there?
1: No. Before? After. Okay. Where was this game at? The Hub Center. Down in Carson. Yeah, down in Carson. You drove all the way down there. No, I'm telling you, all of my friends at the pub, we rented one of those big, giant coaches, and we all drove down together. How fun. <laughs> yeah.
0: The pub is the Santa Monica...
1: Well, it's the Cock and Bowl. It's no longer there. It's not? It broke all of our hearts. Yeah. This is the one right by the beach? It, well, it's near the beach, kind of. It's uh, it's on Lincoln Yeah. Uh, Just near Ashland. Like, between Marine and Ashland. So, six
0: blocks away from the beach.
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: It's not there? What what replaced it?
1: Well, okay. So, the uh, purveyor of this institution told me that uh, they sold it to a tacos por favor. (laughs) (laughs) It only just recently started being renovated. Can I just answer the question that you asked me that's actually... <laughs> Interesting. Fine. How can this apply to it, like in person? Okay.
0: Okay. So you watch Beckham do this half court shot.
1: Okay. I'm ignoring your question and substituting my own. So, for instance, uh, oh, uh, okay. So Emery Chan one time scored this amazing scorpion scorpion kick against um, Watford. Is that different than a bicycle kick? It is. Oh, it is. Um, I think uh, so. If you think of a bicycle kick, beginning with your f- leg going forward mm-hmm. to you. A scorpion kick would go behind you like a scorpion tail.
0: (coughs) You know, maybe if I saw this, I would have more respect for soccer players.
1: It doesn't happen very frequently. Um, And it's obviously a huge risk to to attempt something that challenging. But anyway, um, I would take something like that, for instance, or um, someone keeping possession of a ball around four different defenders. Like what are they literally doing with their body to one keep position of the ball to hide the ball from someone else and to use their body language to fool the players around them? Yes. So that's the sort of thing that I would break down to explain how this person is doing well. The opposite of that would be, uh, how did this person injure themselves, especially non-contact injuries? That it's always, there's always a very clear explanation of how that can happen mm. and how it can be avoided. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think that people would want to avoid non-contact injuries and also want to avoid, uh, they say getting, getting a knock, you know, like getting a small, not scary injury mm. in like training or in the weight room, mm. you know, like there's no reason to be injured in an environment where you have the most control. Mm mm-hmm. Unless so, it's a very strange accident, so all of this is contained in the Alexander Technique. Well, Alexander Technique is just this like big giant umbrella, and it's like if you have uh, like you do. I'm not saying if you have to be able bodied, but if you have some control over your motor skill, I can help you um, increase the efficiency of that motor skill. I
0: think the Dodgers should hire you. Their entire pitching staff was hurt this year.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, why? So you would have to Shohei
0: Otani, the greatest player of all time, got hurt. Yeah, I know. Over nothing. That team wasn't competing for anything. Mm -hmm. But do you you follow Shohei at all?
1: Um, No, but like, obviously, he's such a big name here. And he
0: he doesn't even go out to party. He doesn't go out to eat. Like they asked, hey, what's your favorite place to eat in L.A.? He's like. I go home and (laughs) look at film. Then I work out and then I get eight hours of sleep. And then I go back to the training. Like he is so focused on work.
1: Good. He would love you. Well, and that's the thing is um, like I, 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 you know, obviously follow the teams that I follow. And so I see pictures of them when they're hanging out or goofing off or, you know, just hanging out with their friends or traveling or whatever. Mm -hmm. Your brain doesn't get to turn off in those moments. Right. You have to be paying attention to how you use your body all of the time.
0: Funny you should say that. There was a pitcher who I think was snowboarding or snowmobiling, mm-hmm. hurt himself.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I'm talking about sat in the chair right now. Like right now, I have already terminated your whole. I'm. Z- I'm z- well, you know. You've known me long
0: enough. I have, yeah. You know, everything I do is wrong. <laughs> It's not a thing I do right.
1: No, but I. what I mean to say is like you're never off the clock when it comes to driving around your person.
0: Yeah. None of the rolly chairs. So what I do on my bed, gross people, stop it. Get it out of your head. But what I do is I kind of lean on my right for a little while. Then I lean on my left. I'm like always moving
1: around so that I'm not putting too much pressure on one side. Okay. Always moving is a good thing. However, the quality of movement needs to be reassessed. So uh, let's reduce it down to baby terms. Okay. Thank you. Big bones and big muscles do work.
0: What? But my big bones are my legs. Shush.
1: Little oh. bones and little muscles are for balance and stability. Oh. Okay. So if you're sat down. Yep. Your big bone that you need to think about for your doing the work and stuff. The yeah. thing that you're sitting on is your pelvis. Okay. Okay. On the bottom of your pelvis, you have two little rocking chairs called the ischial tuberosities. That's where your weight should be. If you're sitting in a slump. Yeah. You're rotating back on your pelvis, and now you're sitting on your sacrum, which is bad news bears, and here's why. Oh, I said that on purpose. Thank Baseballs. you. Um, Baseballs. Baseballs. <laughs> the sacrum is like a shield-shaped thing at the base of your spine, mm-hmm. but it also includes the, what we call the tailbone, which is like tucked up underneath us. And anyone who's ever fallen and landed on their tailbone knows it hurts like hell for a long time. Were
0: there once tails back there?
1: Some people do have a tail. Have you
0: seen such a thing?
1: In real life? No. So you believe we once had tails? Well, yeah, of course. We evolved from something that actually had tails. And if you do comparative biology... So next time you go to Natural History Museum... Never. look at. Next time I take you to the Natural History Museum... Will,
0: I'll go under one condition. Jesus Christ. What? The lovely Allie Ward, also a redhead,
1: loves volunteering there. Okay. So we go on a day when she's volunteering? Yes. Okay. All right um ali and i will make that happen Thank you. but if you go and look at not the ones that have been like reupholstered or taxidermied <laughs> or whatever um but the ones where you can see their skeletons yeah just compare all the pelvises it's absolutely fascinating but those
0: aren't humans
1: i know that's why it's called comparative anatomy okay
0: but tails i feel like have a great purpose.
1: I wish I had a tail. Me too. Just for expressive reasons. You not you a, not even what? including balance. I mean, maybe I'm coming across too
0: much as a Christian here. But if we had them, why are they gone?
1: Because we became bipedal.
0: But we didn't still want to climb trees?
1: No. I want to climb a tree right now. Well, you can because you can use all four of the limbs that you have agency over. But, but the tail w- helps with balance. I just got taught. I understand that. But you don't typically need it as a bipedal person. I would love a tail. I would too. What would you do with yours? I would use it to... I would would have like... I imagine like a horse tail where it's like, get away from me. (laughs) So you could tell how I'm feeling without me having to sew words together. Um, Okay, so anyway, if you are sitting on your sacrum... Yes. So imagine the shield shape, right? You've seen this in biology books and it has holes in it. Yeah. The medical term for hole is for holes is foramen. Foramen. Yes. And the reason those holes are there are your nerves come out of them. (gasps) So the nerves from your spine are coming out of those little holes to gross. So that you can feel your the lower half of your body. Oh. So have you heard of sciatica? I have. Many people have. Sciatica is usually the first nerve disorder that people acquire and it's almost always unless you've been in a specific trauma related accident like a car accident or something or a a sport injury it's to do with use Mm -hmm. the way you use your body Mm -hmm. you have been scrunching up that side uh which is by the way the left side you've been scrunching up the lower part of your back for long enough that the bone has grown in such a way that it's squishing up on that nerve and nerves do not like to be touched i am now terrified you should be
0: what can, okay. Can I, can I go to this hospital over here and get like a b- full body scan? Would they know if my nerves have been right? Because I feel pretty good mm-hmm. because when I would drive Uber full time, my back would hurt uh-huh. when I would do, when I would work at work on a chair, right? My back would hurt. Well, that's cause so you're, you're sitting this, poorly,
1: but in this bed, I feel like a million bucks. You're hurting yourself. It's just and that I don't you don't even keep... know. Yes, yes. Yeah. So
0: how do I how do I know? No, not that I don't trust you. I totally mm-hmm. trust you. But
1: if I go over and get an X ray, are there MRIs I could take? I mean, most uh, most of those procedures aren't like voluntary. Like you can't just be like, here's a bunch of money, do a full body scan. I can't. Not that I, not that I know of. But if you if if by chance that is a thing that you could wander into. But is that is that what would determine it? Um, not always. Uh, sometimes if the damage is significant enough, what they could tell is any way you have, um, scoliated your, your skeletal system, mm-hmm. which by the way, if you're over say 20, you have, you're old enough to have scoliated your system to some extent. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, okay, here's the scarier thing. Yeah. Bones are tissue. Okay. Uh, we just don't think of them that way. Cause we think of tissue as like Skin, you know, muscles and stuff, which are soft and squishy and regenerate fairly quickly. And we can usually see them. Mm -hmm. Bones, we cannot see. And they're supposed to be these like big, strong things. You know, we think we have our baby bones and then our teenager bones. And now I have my adult bones and they're done. But it doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. Bones regenerate constantly. And also, that's where your red blood cells are made. So it's kind of important to take care of them. And your bones will regrow in the position you put them in. Oh, So if you sit... See how I'm sitting? I have my, I'm sitting on a sofa. My right leg is, uh, my right foot is on the floor. So my knee is at almost a 90 degree angle, but I have my left leg kind of tucked away. Yes. And I used to sit all the way on my foot. Um, and I did that all throughout high school or middle school and high school. Mm -hmm. So now my pelvis and lower spine are off to the side a little bit, just forever. If,
0: okay, again, I'm not being gross. Mm-hmm.
1: If if
0: I laid on your Alexander Technique mm-hmm. table and you examined me,
1: mm-hmm. could you tell? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You could tell. I can tell by walking. Yeah, of course. By yeah. walking. Yeah.
0: So if I just, you know my favorite story about Emily Dickinson? Have I told you the story? I'm not for sure. Emily Dickinson didn't really like people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, she's one of my favorite writers. I was a poetry major. And I had this great professor, like you, except she was very different. Who was also obsessed with Emily Dickinson. And she nice. said one day she was sick. And her mom was like, you have to have the doctor come over. And she's like, I will not have the doctor come over. <laughs> I will open the front door. He will stay outside. And I will walk yeah. back and forth. Mm-hmm. You're saying that's a good technique. It depends on what you're looking for. But if- so as we were walking, could you tell that
1: <laughs> I'm so messed up?
0: <laughs> You yeah. can tell. No,
1: I no, but I just without trying to, I made a list of like your wow. your movement habits with walking for sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I real I have to change everything because <clears throat> this this podcast this is the easiest part getting an amazing person to sit and talk to me simple, mm-hmm. but then it takes me two days to do the, the production. Blog post. Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna have to give me like dozens of photos. Thank you. Okay. Um, including anything about the Alexander Technique. Oh, maybe you, like, Alexander techniqueing somebody would be great. <laughs> okay. But that takes – also, I do have ADHD. So it takes me two full days to just mm-hmm. do those blog posts.
1: Ideally, what you want is a workstation where um, – you can move from sitting to standing easily. So like one of those standing desks that you can, or even like a TV tray, they make some that are tall enough that you can move up and down. Yeah. If you're standing, you want to make sure that your weight is on your heels so that you can send your knees forward and away. On your heels? On your heels. So that you, okay. what I say about big bones? Yeah.
0: Tell oh, me. Oh, uh, big bones are what makes you fat?
1: Big bones and big muscles are for work little bones and little muscles balance and stability what's the biggest bone in your foot in my foot yeah if you had to guess
0: the footable
1: it's called the calcaneus i did not expect you to know that but it's in the, it's the heel part of your foot
0: do you know jason calcaneus i don't uh, just at jason on twitter okay mm. well, fact, <laughs> i think he's a millionaire
1: So when you're sitting, and this is for everyone just across the board, when you're sitting, you want the bottom of your pelvis to be higher than the top of your knees. Oh boy. Which is hard for a lot of us because first off, that chair was not built for you. The chair is wrong. The chair is always wrong and it doesn't have feelings so you don't have to be gentle with it. I I found it on the street. Almost
0: everything in here I got off the street.
1: (laughs) Except for this Except for the blanket that an
0: amazing woman, a married woman, made me and and I'm 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 not worthy I'm
1: not worthy of the blanket I mean you should include a picture of the blanket because I feel like the colors match you
0: you did so much right with this thing okay good it was because here's another problem I have not that this is about me I have a hard time receiving Uh uh-huh and so for someone to make me a gift Mm -hmm totally breaks all of my comfort zones right and now i want to give you back whatever you want
1: <laughs> i'll make my boobies
0: here you go whoops <laughs> anything you want now like you like this act of generosity is is priceless to me
1: but you can't also not accept a homemade gift that was made specifically for you and so you, and you can't re-gift it that's my that's like my sneaky way of gift giving And i can't even
0: let the cats sit on this like they would <laughs> love this yeah Did it take you a long time to learn how to... Is that called crocheting? This is
1: crochet, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, My grandmother taught me when I was a kid, but I was way more of an outside sort of kid. Oh. Yeah, I was like... I wanted to play on the swings or um, go play soccer or swim or softball.
0: Let's talk about your origin story.
1: My origin story? You were born in Mississippi. I hate you so much. No, I was not. I was born in Louisiana. A great place. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you love Louisiana? Um, The way you love your least favorite brother. Oh. You know, it's like, of course there are parts that I love. Yeah. Um, I was born in Shreveport.
0: Don't know nothing about that.
1: It's basically Texas. It's right in the, it's in Caddo Parish, right where um, Louisiana, I don't know why I gestured like this, like you could see the map in my brain, Mm -hmm. Um, but I grew up in Baton Rouge, so you're born in Shreveport. Yeah. Your parents
0: said, screw this. This is Texas. This is uh, East Texas.
1: Yeah, basically. Let's
0: go down where the black people are. Yeah.
1: Mm, I say we're... that
0: because when I first went to Baton Rouge, that's all I saw. Yeah. Like just driving. Like, I never saw that many black people before. It's cool, right? It was It was <laughs> very cool. Also, what was cool was I think they were either going to school or coming back from school because mm-hmm. they all had uniforms.
1: Yeah. Did you you wear a school Yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uniforms were standardized, I don't know how many decades ago at this point. Um, But yeah, I mean, there is a fair amount of gang violence down there as well. So that was part of the reasoning. And and who did you run with? (laughs) I stayed my ass inside. (laughs) I was like, I have piano lessons. (laughs) Uh, You you learned piano that early? uh, Yeah, okay. Well, so I started, uh, my brother was a crit, by the way. I started studying (laughs) violin when I was three. Wow. I know. Um, I studied this really rigorous system called the Suzuki Method, which is very still very popular. But it's very good for pre-literate children. So I learned literally to read music before I could read words. How
0: cool is that? Yeah. Do, do you recommend this for uh, parents out there?
1: I, I would recommend it for some and not others. I mean, it's not... Um, it doesn't... It doesn't leave much room for creativity, this certain pedagogical system. Mm -hmm. Um, At this point, I'm far more fond of like the ORF method and things like that where there's more creativity and expression.
0: You are just, this is why we're friends. I love smart people so much. (laughs) So much. Then why are we friends? Because I I think I've explained this to you. I'm like a vampire. I want to suck that out Mm -hmm. of you.
1: So well, I, I get, I get to keep it. It's more like lighting a candle. I get to share the light with you, but See? I get to keep my own.
0: See? You're even better with words than me. <laughs> but that's why I like smart people. I want to absorb all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Even though very little is actually going to make it through my thick skull... Some of it will get through. Well,
1: it's not that. I mean, in radio, we used to say you have to hear something 47 times before you can remember it. Is
0: that what they said? Yeah. And that's why we know each other.
1: Well, that is how we know each other. Yeah. You were Public radio. Of Mississippi. Yes. Mississippi Public Broadcasting. That was me. If you heard classical music anywhere in the state on the radio- Of Mississippi? Of, of the SIP between 2008 and 2013, you can guarantee I programmed it and was hosting it. Because we had a station that covered- the entire state, so it was eight stations simulcast. So
0: if 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 KCRW was like,
1: she lives here. Oh, I've already. Vi- I went to visit them straight away, and they they were like, hmm. We
0: don't do classical here.
1: No, they do. Of course, they do. They do. Uh huh. Just to
0: dis KUSC. I
1: yeah, I went to KUSC first because um, the station manager at the time did. Some, like, worked in Baton Rouge for a little while at some yeah. point, And I was like, I used to work at WRKF. Um, yeah. But, like, the new guy had been there for, like, eight years or something. So
0: we met at KPCC. We did. Because our mutual friend Armand, mm-hmm. who's one of your longest friends, mm-hmm. I've, I've learned, mm-hmm. um, brought you in because you had just moved to California.
1: It was actually right be- It was the year before I moved. I was okay. just visiting to see. Well, yeah. I mean, you were my first... Even though uh, we met through Armand, you were like my first friend of my own when I moved to Los Angeles. And you used to like come pick me up and drive me around, and like, was it a charger? No. Oh, I had a Camaro back
0: then. It was a Camaro.
1: Okay. I couldn't remember if it was a Chevrolet like Camaro. It was it was awesome. I love and that you car. would just like pick me up and be like, "Have you ever been to this neighborhood? Let's go." And we would just you would just show me little bits of Thank LA. You. Well, you're a wonderful ambassador for Thank the you. city, for sure. Thank you. You
0: know, the mayor put out a tweet saying she's looking for content creators. Mm-hmm. And even though this podcast has not been 100% supportive of her, I still said, "Hey, I got this thing. It's incredibly civic-minded." Mhm. If you want to give me a stipend, knock yourself out. And as I was taking a shower, getting ready for you, I was like, if she gave me enough money, we could do one of these every day. Yeah. If I just had an assistant who could do the blog, I could do this every day.
1: Well, and a, like a sound engineer, some a produ- senior producer no, I, or something. I, I do those now. Well, I know, but wouldn't it be easier? A good if person it, if is you what you're saying? It, well, no. If you had a 24-hour <laughs> turnover period, you would want a wee staff.
0: So you were in mm. Mississippi. Did you like it over there? I don't uh-uh. see you liking Mississippi.
1: I um, mean, I felt very alien most of the time, but I, uh, you know, there's there's a fair amount of artistic weirdos. And, of course, that's who I hung out with. And um, so, yeah, I made some good friends. And the Mississippi is, like, in very distinct little sections. You know, you have lots of – there's, like, the Delta. There's, um, you know, Oxford. And then there's the coast, all very different places. And then I was kind of right in the middle in the, the capital city. The coast is on the Gulf. Yes. Yeah. So Biloxi.
0: Half of my family grew up in Georgia or from Georgia. Uh-huh. And everybody loves to go to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So they would say you fill up in Georgia and you don't stop in Mississippi.
1: That's fair. Yep. You just
0: keep rolling. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of the racism. Yeah. Did you see a lot of that racism while of course. You were yes.
1: Yes. Of course. So it's still happening. It's still happening. It's still happening in Louisiana, too. I mean, just because there are black people in a place doesn't mean there aren't shitty white people right next door Mm -hmm. making everything hard for them Mm -hmm. unnecessarily.
0: Right. So you're playing classical music in Mississippi. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Who's the
1: audience? Dude. Okay. So the potential audience, as we used to say, is three million people. Right. Okay. Obviously, we didn't know. No one gets those numbers. Even the most popular show doesn't get those numbers. But... I did double the audience, and here's why. I had no supervision.
0: <laughs> Isn't that the greatest?
1: And so I so usually what happens in radio of any ilk is you have to follow the numbers, the ratings and stuff. And in back in the old school music libraries where you had physical copies of stuff, there would be colored stickers. On all of the CDs. So if if there's a green one, you have to play three greens an hour. Mm. You only play one red per day part. You know, all this specious what? research based on terrible, uh, terrible wow. studies. And so I just ignored all that. Good. You were colorblind. <laughs> For whatever, uh, yeah, I just ignored all that, and my station manager was like, "I don't know anything about classical music. Can you make four hours a day happen, and then also start this HD station that is only music, and then also host a bunch of shows on that too, and then also go ahead and be a senior producer and do all the things?" And I'm like, "Sure." Um, so it was great because I was taking, I, I, I without. Meaning to or caring about doing so broke a bunch of rules Mm -hmm. and played things that I thought were interesting. And here's the thing. You are a good interviewer. I am? Because you're interested in your subject. True. And your interest makes the listeners want to be interested as well. I hope so So what I did was just provide a historical context for whatever I was mm-hmm. playing, or maybe I was playing a piece that featured the glass harmonica and nobody knows what that is, or a square piano or a theremin, <laughs> or, you know, just like something that's unusual that people may have heard, but yeah. don't really know anything about.
0: Theremins we've heard through Led Zeppelin's Whole of Love. Okay. As you well know.
1: Well, I was, I thought you were going to say like um, the day the earth stood still or like old fashioned sci fi. Right, right. Yeah.
0: No, a whole lot of love. Sure. Um, Because we've seen, we get to see Jimmy Page play with it there. Uh And I'm sure there's other musicians who've messed around with it, but. I think that's the most famous.
1: That's a weird magical looking instrument for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, he's
0: got like wizard and dragon pants. (laughs) Right. He looks weird. Mm -hmm. His his shirt, I think, is also open, like or at least it was always open. For sure, was open. And it just looked, it looked and sounded otherworldly. Mm -hmm. What's the the theremin best used in classical music?
1: As a solo instrument, Um, so often theremin can play. Uh, it's you can't fill in chords the same way you would on a piano, but I've heard a beautiful rendition of like Claire de Lune by Claude Debussy on the theremin, and it's just beautiful because uh, it it emulates a singing sort of sound. Yeah. So it's like a ghost singing. You could play um, any sort of solo stringed instrument piece.
0: Are you good at the theremin?
1: I have no idea. I've never really been able to try.
0: Have you ever considered building one? I, I sure sh- that's I would how love to. people do it.
1: Yeah, th- th- no, you're absolutely right. I should look b- it up because I'm very, I love building and, and oh, constructing do? things and, and and crafting and stuff. That's so true. yeah, it's right up my alley.
0: If I asked uh, Alexa over there for this, uh, what do you say, Claude Debussy?
1: Claude, just say Claude Debussy.
0: Okay, but, but what should I ask for?
1: Claire de Lune.
0: Hey Alexa, play Claire de Lune Debussy.
1: This song, yeah, people know it from Ocean's
0: Eleven, uh, but you played it on MPG, B. MPB
1: broadcasting that's the word you should know.
0: <laughs> you played it on there just
1: every once in a while. and I would do stuff like play, um, like, like hey,
0: everybody, we're gonna play mm-hmm. some theremin, roll the joint, and get ready, babies.
1: No, it was more like, Good afternoon, you're listening to midday classical music on Mississippi Public Broadcasting. Up next, we have a lovely theremin tune by whoever is... I mean, you know, I had to go full-on public radio voice. Okay, so you're a classical music expert. I n- have studied classical music. Do you go to the Hollywood Bowl often? Not uh, not as much as I would like. Do you go to the Disney Hall often? I, not Again, not as frequently as I'd like. Where do you go? Uh, well, I'm with Otani. I go home. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: Your husband, your handsome, successful husband.
1: Mm-hmm. He doesn't
0: say, hey, baby.
1: No. You, no, Let, he doesn't. Let's,
0: <laughs> let's get a blanket. Let's go to the Hollywood Bowl. Do you drink?
1: Um, I, not like I used to. Uh-huh. But, you know, some, like w- some said, wine.
0: Yeah, if he mm-hmm. said, get some of that fancy cheese you like so much. I got a bottle that's chilling in the, on the, in the garage fridge.
1: It's very clear to me right now that you've never met my spouse. I met him for like one second and I was okay. very intimidated. <laughs> you should be. <laughs> um, no, he's great. Uh, and yes. Does I, he like classical music? He, he, he does. Um, he's a, he is a West Coast underground hip hop DJ. <gasps> so he is a hip hop head. Yeah. Snob. Yeah. You know, in that... Re- so he's encyclopedic. Oh, with- really? Yes. Oh. Absolutely. He's been DJing since he was like 15. Right. He's 45 now. Mm-hmm. Um, like, we have all of the records. Yeah. If a record has been printed, it's in my home right really? now. Really? Yeah.
0: Do you know what kind of turntables he's got? Do you care about the equipment? I don't... N- no. That's fine. No, sorry. That's fine. Um, But you know, there is... They use classical music as samples.
1: Yes, I know. And uh, what we what we would like to do instead, especially to so we don't have to like pay anything or even worry about it, is I I'll do the samples myself because I have tons of instruments at home and I can sing. So this we'll just match record made in it at home, and then he can use it however he wants. Like uh, <sighs> one of his favorites is "Candy." I call my sweetheart "Candy."
0: Who's that? I don't know. Okay. <laughs>
1: um, but like little things like that. or um, so, so hold on. So if he yeah. wants to sample that,
0: you'll just go in the closet and record it on the mic? Yes,
1: but not that exact thing because then we'd have to pay for the rights to that song. So, so it would be something that I made up.
0: So, so just change the word.
1: No, it doesn't work Even that Even the melody is, is... The melody and the rhythm have to be oh. distinct past a certain amount of mm-hmm. beats. Um, uh, but like, he really likes the, um, the lullaby from Pan's Labyrinth. Do you know this one? Nope. It goes like, it's very haunting. Yeah. Um, so I could, yeah, go in the closet with a mic and just be like, that's different. It's different, but it has the same vibe. And then he could use it.
0: I I love romance so much, <laughs> but I also like like it when it's practical.
1: Yeah, you guys are a good team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, on paper we make no sense, but in real life it works very well. well why no sense? We're from very different backgrounds. We're different races, different hometowns, different states. Et cetera, what race different... is he? He is half Mexican, half Guatemalan. I never knew. Oh okay.
0: Oh, yeah. so does he? Does he cook? uh this kind of food
1: well his mom and thea do are they here we live five feet from them they're like in the front house. the whole family is in the front house and the two of us are in like the carriage house in the back
0: <laughs> this is the extended family that people talk about
1: i can see yes yeah does it work in your life yeah absolutely yeah it's good to have them there absolutely yeah do they hear you bicker if you ever bicker I'm sure if, if it's summertime and we have the door open, you know. Is that is that embarrassing? Do you not want to yell? The, no, the, I mean, we've been married nice- for eight years, so it's like we're on top of each other all the time. So there's not like a lot of secrets. During COVID, mm-hmm. was it uncomfortable to have them that close? No, not really. We all kind of had our own little spots, even though we don't, ha- it's not like actually a compound it's a regular house it's a two-story house though um because there's there are let's see one two three four five six adults and four children living in the front house what yeah it didn't look that big when i was passing by they, yeah, I, yeah. It's deceivingly it's big. It's deceiving I kind of it, the the property goes maybe a little bit deeper than right. you can po- that you could see from the street, but so, um, yeah. Everybody just had like their own little pockets. So you've got headphones. you've got mother in law and
0: grandmother in law.
1: No, so it's uh, it, I think of it as like three parents. It's Pa, Mommy, <laughs> and Dora, and Dora and Mommy have been best friends since they were little kids, and Dora's oh. not married, so she's, she's like aunt. she's like. Yes, not, kind of. not by blood, but yeah, right. yeah, yeah. So it's basically like having three parents. And then um, there. Th- so mommy and Pa had five kids. George is the eldest son, but it goes like girl, boy, 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 girl. Mm. So Georgie and me, and then the youngest is Linda. And her husband and their four kids. And then oh, the youngest. Too. They're there too. Those are the kids. Uh-huh. And then um, the youngest of the brothers it lives there as well. So you never have to cook. Oh, I cook all the time. Because remember, I've been a vegetarian since I was 11 years old. Oh. And it's easier these days to just tell people I'm vegan. Because that cuts the conversation short. But really for me, it's about conscientious consumption. So like, yes. we had quails for a while. And so I would have eggs because I had eggs.
0: Oh my goodness.
1: Yeah, so for me it's it's more about that. The quails would lay eggs for you? Yeah. They were the, we had three female quails, Stevie G, <laughs> Neem and Missy Bo. They were all named after Liverpool players. After after Liverpool players. Look at you.
0: Yeah. And the the families didn't care that you named them these well they were ours Ah, okay
1: um so they're in the back why did you have quails georgie wanted quails and he built a little house so we we don't had you you ever eaten quail eggs before well yeah i mean once here or there when you, you get them in the little tiny thing at the grocery store i never did that okay but you know what they look like right they're like they look like little dinosaur eggs they're like mottled really um they're kind of like tan base with dark Splotches Are they them. better than chicken eggs? Yeah, they're lower in cholesterol for you, so you can eat as many as you want. Oh. They're just smaller. They're like half the size of a chicken egg.
0: So you have to order two dozen. Or have them in your backyard.
1: Well, they're a delicacy, right? So they're it would be expensive to go out and stuff. That's why you see them at like fancy restaurants, the quail egg, yeah. whatever. But yeah, I just was always like, Do you want quail eggs? Do you want quail eggs? Because we had three laying quails. And that we just had quail eggs for days.
0: As a vegetarian, fake mm. vegan, is it kosher to eat that? Uh, well, I'm not Jewish. Well, you know what I'm saying. Is it okay? Uh, uh, the reason that you're a vegetarian, yeah, does that fit into eating quail eggs?
1: It fits into my ethos. Great. Uh, my or, like originally, I stopped eating meat because I the rule for me was I won't in I won't eat anything that I couldn't in good conscience kill myself. Hmm. So, I'm not comfortable killing mammals at all. Okay. Um, I used to eat fish uh, because, you know, I went fishing with my grandpa and yeah. I learned about that sort of stuff. Um, I'm a huge, I'm very excited to see that uh, insects, insect protein is taking off so much these days. That makes one of us. It's sustainable, it's incredibly healthy, and it's inexpensive. It reduces food miles. It's better for the environment. It's just across the board, very good.
0: Good news. Now I'm scrunching my face the way that it's you were. It's very scrunchy. On me.
1: Yeah, like your when eyes I... almost disappeared in yeah. your skull.
0: No. As as they used to say in the hood, this is white people's stuff.
1: It's Eating ri- bugs it, on purpose. It definitely is not. And white people didn't start it. So white people grinding it into flour and charging an arm and leg for it that's white people shit right there but people eating bugs is not new people it's,
0: living in houses eating bugs on purpose
1: no people going to fancy restaurants and paying to eat bugs that's that's white as hell but it's also it's well it's it sounds like good. it sounds like it's you good good ate the these quails though i did no, know of course not no. but they're not there any longer they passed and georgie oh. buried them oh but no w- no and you never consume. replaced them um, we have a bunch of finches and green singers. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's funny but <laughs> because okay we have two birdhouses and in one we have a bunch of zebra finches and society finches and green singers wow. and on the bottom there are some button quails and they just run around. Uh, quails are easy because they're bo- they're like the catfish of birds they're bottom feeders they don't require a whole lot of maintenance they just eat clean the poops water of and the stuff. Finches? They, they, they'll eat the poops, they'll eat the drop, the like dropped food and you know, they're easy to maintain and they're happy. They're just like, blah, 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 I'm a quail. And then in the other birdhouse, we have parakeets. And then in the front house, they have more birds, they have canaries and uh, what is it? Peach, peach faced lovebirds or whatever they're called. It's gotta be loud as hell in there. Oh, yeah, it is. I can't stand being around the, the lovebirds, especially, because they, they're they so loud. How do you guys record if there's all this noise? Um, it's, so time of day is crucial. Mm. Like, when the sun goes down, it gets quiet. They go to sleep. And I also crocheted some covers for the ones who are inside, who are in their own, like, individual cages. Because uh-huh. as soon as you cover them up, you know, like, remember Tweety? I do. And the grandma or whoever would put the thing over the cage, they just go to sleep.
0: Okay, let's wrap up. Let's go back into Westwood. Okay. UCLA is gorgeous campus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Westwood Village, shelve itself.
1: <clears throat> Unfortunately.
0: What do you like to do in Westwood when you have a little time?
1: Free time? You know, it's so cheese, but I really enjoy hanging out in the botanical garden on campus. I don't even know where that is. <gasps> oh, Tony, you'll love it. It's huge. Um, it's this wonderful, beautiful botanical garden right off of Hillgard, And then it's that street that like hugs the outskirts of campus and and if you keep going down it reaches sunset yes but is this the uh whole foods
0: in and out street or is this the no 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 no
1: um it's it's uh uh it looks like sorority and and frat houses on one side and then the botanical garden it's like what's that wooded area it's this beautiful gorgeous oh. garden and you can walk through it anytime the sun is out basically you can walk through it so Hillgard's
0: where the w hotel is have you ever you don't go to stk because you're a vegetarian Mm-mm. the w hotel is is a nice hotel sure super close to the ucla that your your boy uh president obama used to stay at
1: oh wow cool well yeah it's the w it's very fancy yeah, Yeah. well, so I... I so that wooded I like area that is, a, is a... Can it, anybody go in there? Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, and it has it has a couple of gates, so you okay. know when it's open and closed. Usually um, sundown and sun up, right? Yeah, yeah, easy peasy. And it's really, really nice because it's quiet. Uh, there is a fair amount of, like, indigenous wildlife. You know, it's just, like, lizards and birds and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's great because you can also see that a lot of the birds have been tagged... So you can see the pedagogical process and the scientific process is happening while you're just surrounded by this beautiful, wonderful environment. It's quiet and you can sit down and read or whatever.
0: Have you ever been tempted to donate some of your birds to UCLA? Because <laughs> if you've got a whole bunch of them, if we do, they're yeah, making and, beautiful love. And
1: they breed, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, normally, well, so <laughs> I'm sure... The family would prefer to sell them to like a breeder or, or you know, where people sell birds because we, uh, paw for the longest time has been into breeding fancy pants pigeons, fan tail pigeons. You know, these ones, oh no, they have a big, like, like tiny peacock, right? They have a big, fancy tail, but it's always out. You know, that
0: was my radio name, Peacock. You got tiny peacock with you. Mm. How's it going, everybody? Yes. Size doesn't matter, but rock and roll does. Let's go.
1: What is a female peacock called?
0: A precious angel.
1: Peahen. A peahen. Yes. Okay. So Pa is breeding
0: these on purpose.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. And there's like different colors cost different amounts of money. So like if you can breed one, they're not called purple, but they look kind of purple to me. Yeah. I forget what the, I forget what it's called. They say that
0: about weed. There's purple haze, but it's only faintly purple.
1: Yeah, it's like a shimmery, almost lavendery sort of thing. But they look mostly white. Yeah, there's it's a whole there's a. Whole Can you get a hundred bucks for one of these birds? Oh, way more than that for some of them. Yeah. So he knows what he's doing, mm-hmm. and he's paying for that damn house off of this. <laughs> well, we we all contribute. I mean, yes. everybody chips in,
0: so it's yeah, which is also fantastic. Yeah. Because nobody's burdened with this huge nut. Right. Everybody gets to just chip in.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Well, Noel, you, this is better than I expected it to be.
1: Well, thank you. It's been a pleasure to just have a chat with you.
0: Same. Uh, do you want people to follow you on Twitter?
1: If you would like, you can. Um, obviously, Twitter's a different environment these days than well, it has been. Well, put it been, this
0: but- way. If Shohei Otani, Adele, mm-hmm. or my Chicago Cubs... <laughs> Want to be better than everybody
1: else, or Liverpool Football Club, or hey. Angel City? Hello, come on! Oh, Angel City, fine. Yeah, you know, or LAFC, a- love them. You do? Mm-hmm. I don't follow them as closely as I had been. Uh, it's it, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. Yeah, you got things to
0: do. But um, I had a lovely trip on my Uber the other day. Mm-hmm. It was a mom and dad and maybe a nine-year-old girl, mm-hmm. and they were going to LAFC. And, and, and I was like, you guys are the perfect family doing this. And and it was, I think it was from your side of town over to the game. Like it was a long, Mm -hmm. long ride, which I wanted because I wanted to be on this side of town. So that's why I took the trip. Okay. So I go, this is so great. You guys are into it. They're like, we're only into it because of her. And I was like, that's adorable. They're like, no, she's obsessed. Right. (laughs) They're like, go ahead, honey, name the team. And she just reeled them all off. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels to me that this women's team is just as popular as the male team. Which is they very took rare.
1: off really quickly, and I think it helped a lot that it's like a co-op ownership oh. sort of deal. Obviously, you have your big names like Will Ferrell, but then you can buy like an ownership. Like I bought my ownership. So
0: this is like communism, socialism.
1: It's more like socialism, I guess. Um, yeah, but it's know. more like you. you they weren't owner. It, well yeah, for like that's going to the title of it. <laughs> no, no.
0: And part owner of the LAFC. It's
1: very misleading. But yeah, like I just make a monthly donation. It's not big, but you know, it, they're trying to create this sense of community so and it, it it worked immediately, you know?
0: Noel, what a joy to have you here.
1: <laughs> Thank you. It's been my genuine pleasure and I appreciate you inviting me on.
0: What's the nickname of Mississippi? The The Magnolia State. Magnolia State, thank you for bringing us your best and brightest.
1: Well, I No I, takesie back. I hail from Sportsman's Paradise. Sportsman's Paradise? Sportsman's Paradise. That's what they call Louisiana? They do.
0: Because of the r- sports?
1: The think outdoor sports, like hunting and trapping and oh. fishing.
0: Have you ever trapped before?
1: Not on purpose. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Next week, we follow Noel as she returns home to trap some fucking shit.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll catch a nutrient. You can cook it for me.
0: How can Shohei Otani reach you? How can the LA Dodgers reach you? Do
1: you want them to reach you? I would love to be reached. How would you like to be reached? Um, I, either email or... You really want to give your email out on this thing? I'm okay with that. Okay, what is it? It's easy. It's A-T with Noel at gmail.com. At with Noel? No. A-T. Alexander Technique. Oh. A-T with with
0: Noel. N-O-E-L. Like Noel.
1: But not. At gmail.com. But you know that's how
0: regular people pronounce it.
1: You know, it's not that uncommon a name just because you haven't heard it a lot. It's just not common here. I've never had anyone make me say it that way. All right. Well. Except for when I met the the man
0: of Oasis. And he was very Mm -hmm. snotty. So I just kept calling him Noel. Okay. You, however, are a pleasure. Thank you. So I'll call you whatever the hell you want, girl.
1: Thanks. You know why he sucks? He's a supporter <laughs> of Man City. <laughs> On that note, God bless you. Ta <laughs> bum, 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 bum 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 Ultra music.
0: How great was Noel? You know who we'd have in our bullpen? Our Patreons. When you stoke us, you're saying, Tony, Jordan, here's our family heirloom. No, really take it. It'll do you more good than us. So shout out to our Patreons Nancy Rommelman, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Jamie Taylor, Mark Johnson, Kira Ann, Barney Granke, Ben Welsh, Jen Adams, Trevor Wilson, Bree Wild, Dougie Gyro, Christina Up North, Robin Carey, Adam Shorn, Ben from Down Under, Chris from the ATX, Greg and Phil. To be a Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash hereinLA. Want to support us, but after watching that Beyonce movie, you now want to fund your own documentary? You can still help. Post your favorite episode on your Facebook. Oh my God, post two. Tweet something nice about us. In fact, anytime you see me tweet about an episode, just retweet it. Bloop. That's all you got to do. Ba, 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 bloop. And for God's sake, tell your friends. Tell your friends how here in LA is spelled and that it's on Apple Podcasts and Google and even YouTube. Here in LA is produced by myself Tony Pierce, music supervision by Jordan Katz, songs by Orgone and Jordan Katz, special thanks to Cindy for creating the logo, Jen for inspiring this, and Armand, who brought his beautiful red-headed stranger into my workplace oh so many years ago. And look at this, finally her
1: story is being told.